Thank you so much for listening to series one of the Media Careers podcast. We've had such amazing feedback and it's been brilliant to hear how the advice and guidance from our guests has supported and inspired you so much. I also just wanted to flag the show notes to you again. There are direct contact links to our guests within them, as well as links to other companies and organisations who can support and guide you further. So please don't forget to check those out as well. And finally, I have one small favour to ask you. Please could you press the small button to either follow or subscribe to the podcast so we can reach even more people who can hear from these amazing media professionals. Thank you so much and I really hope you enjoy series two. Holly Keane grew up in West London, where she undertook her GCSEs and A-levels before undertaking a four-year apprenticeship at BT. The apprenticeship opportunity allowed her to rotate around different departments at BT, one of which was in the media and broadcast department. I think it's fair to say that this is where she found her passion. She is now working as a product manager at BT in the media and broadcast department. Holly also recently won the Rise Rising Star Award, highlighting her work so far and her potential to be a significant leader to the media industry. I can't wait to chat to Holly today. Holly, welcome to the Media Careers Podcast. Yay! Hi, Carrie. Thank you. (laughs) So lovely to see you today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm really, I can't, I can't wait to chat to you about your journey into the industry, but let's start at the beginning, as we always do on this podcast. What, yep. what were you like as a young person, Holly? <laughs> um, I would say very curious. I was very relaxed, generally a, a very happy child. Um, I was also quite active and excitable. Like I pretty much remember in my young years, I, I wouldn't sleep. Um, so always <laughs> on the go. Yeah, I, I had quite a few hobbies from a young age, like in my early teens, always loved dance, dance shows, dance class. And then that kind of wore off a little bit. Um, and then I was a li- when I was a little bit older, loved netball, enjoyed that for a good few years. And I also done the kind of the rainbows, brownies and guides thing, which I did really love getting all those badges and having my great aunt sew them on my sash. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say I, I had loads of different things going on. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah. sounds like you were a busy child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, were, and were you academic at all, Holly? What did, how did that all of those activities translate into education for you? Yeah, I'd say I wasn't totally academic. Like I always said, I had to work twice as hard as the normal person would have to when it comes to maths. Um, maths was not for me. I was always better at English by a mile. I think when it comes to GCSE and kind of when I was in secondary school in um, kind of year six as well, when you do your SATs, Mm. um, maths was picked up as kind of one of my, it wasn't, I wasn't great at it at all. Um, I don't think I ever actually passed any maths exams. I didn't pass any mocks. It was only until my GCSE that I just managed to scrape. So I was the first year that done the numbers. So I just managed to scrape a four, but I actually had to have that remarked. So I managed to get that extra point and didn't have to retake. But yeah, I wasn't, maths was always a really tricky one for me. Really enjoyed all the others, but I think it kind of, yeah, I quickly found out that I much more enjoyed like the likes of geography, um, English, and then IT as well. Okay. Um, photography. Okay. So, yeah. So when did IT and technical aspects start to filter into your world in GCSEs or was it before then? 
I think, yeah, I think mainly in GCSE. So I picked IT for GCSE and I was probably like two, there was two girls in my class maybe. So there was three of us and none of my other friends picked it. But yeah, I just kind of was like, I really enjoy this. And I remember when I was a little bit younger, I would, I remember my dad helped me set up a Gmail, a Google account, set up my email for me so I could have my full name as my email address. He set it up really young and then he would show me kind of how to do an email and things like that. And then when I kind of was there by myself, I would explore and I saw that Google had like this feature where you could make websites. So I would just make websites for fun. Um, Wow. Yeah, I, I know. I made like a little... Um, it was like a football website and I remember I'd go in like every week and update the football scores on it Um, so that's kind of where yeah yeah that's kind of where I was thinking oh wow I I quite like this now Um, so I also I kind of followed that in in GCSE and started to learn more into depth like the technical aspects of it so was the yeah I think that's where it came from yeah was the website development and the gmail activity was that before GCSEs then yeah, yeah yeah so that was pretty much before and then maybe wow. that I think that kind of stemmed me to be like oh IT yeah um, I can learn more so, yeah, yeah that makes total sense so your dad had quite an influence over you then actually how to kind of getting well, you set up with that first gmail account without you probably even realizing yeah. it that first kind yeah. of introduction to technology in that way and then you start and, and as you said like being curious and exploring what else the yeah. world of gmail could create all of a sudden you've gone you were going down a different path it's incredible really incredible yeah i definitely yeah my, i think you've hit it on the nail on the head it, it was then pretty much because mm. from then i kind of was like <laughs> i remember being young everyone like what do you want to be when you grow up and i was like i want to work at google because obviously that was the only um company i had of an insight into technology because of those websites and the gmail and everything so yeah, it was quite random. <laughs> no, well and, well, and actually, if you've been playing with Gmail and Google, then actually that makes total sense. Yeah. Why would you not want to be working there? So then, so you get, do your GCSEs and then you stay at school to do mm. your A-levels. Did Was there an IT aspect in your A-levels then as well? Did that theme continue for you? Yeah, so it was <laughs> the IT GCSE. I ended up getting the A-star and you had to do a lot of exams for that. And then it was the A-level one that was more coursework based. And that was when I got the distinction star. So yeah, it followed on from GCSE. I chose I chose it again to, to look into it further at A-level. And I think, yeah, that was my favorite subject by a mile. Like I really yeah. enjoyed going to those lessons. And yeah, it was, it was nice. I enjoyed it a lot. I'd done geography and what was my other one? And business. So yeah, okay. business and IT kind of worked nicely. Yeah, they do, they totally do. And what was it that was so interesting for you? What made those lessons so enjoyable? I think a lot of it was coursework based. So I was in doing the day-to-day things. I was uh, making databases, making websites. Um, I remember we had to do like a, a huge presentation on every different type of part of a computer, like servers, things like that. So yeah, I was getting to know quite a lot about yeah just going into depth really and I did really enjoy kind of being hands-on it was a it was a break as well from kind of learning more theory I guess as well which was yeah. nice so very yeah, had a bit more, yeah a bit more practical yeah. element to it yeah that makes sense yeah got to build a computer break 
pieces of it, things like that. Oh, yeah, that sounds so, fun. <laughs> always interesting. <laughs> and Holly, was the media industry on your radar at this point? No, not really. No, not at all. No, it wasn't until I actually went for my degree apprenticeship that I found that um, so my apprenticeship was digital technology solutions and I was going to be placed into media and broadcast for four years and I was going to rotate just purely around BT media and broadcast. That was when I first heard about the industry. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, I, I'm a I'm a Gen Z, so I grew up in that kind of YouTube era, uh, watching all the early influencers, the vloggers. So I feel like that gave me a little bit of a taste of the media industry but yeah it was it was mainly I come from from an IT background so yeah that's really interesting and then what made you decide to take an apprenticeship and I'd love to chat to you about the benefits of of doing an apprenticeship as well so you leaving so you're leaving school was an apprenticeship always going to be the route or how did and how did or how did you make that decision yeah so I think for me very early on into my A-levels, I started thinking about degree apprenticeships. I can't actually pinpoint when I when I heard about them. I'm pretty sure it was just my curious self Googling or something mm. like that and coming across them. So yeah, I always knew it was on my radar of what I wanted to do. With my school, they very much pushed the uni option. So I still went ahead and done my five unis on UCAS. Um, I didn't actually go and visit any of them. I just put like five nice ones down. Um <laughs> So, because I knew I wanted that degree apprenticeship, so I would spend, I had a lot of free time once I finished my IT coursework in A-level, I would spend my time looking through on apprenticeships, Googling mostly tech apprenticeships, it was what I was going for. I would try and get out to like kind of different, what do you call it, like industry events if you could. Four years ago, there wasn't a lot of those degree careers fairs, so I would try and get to as many as I could. I think I went to an apprenticeships day at Cisco as well. That really opened my eyes. So, yeah, it just kind of went from there. I would apply. And, yeah, BT was a big one at the time for me. They were doing great stuff. They were in the top 100 at, at that time. I can't remember exactly where they were, but, yeah, it was a big one for me. And I remember mm. thinking, yes. I have to apply. I know BT. I'm going to apply. Yeah, it's um, a big brand as well, right? There's a name, a yeah. brand that you like. It's really recognisable. You know, it's yeah. a big company, got a great reputation. Yeah. Exactly. Like even at 17, 18, you can you can recognise BT. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I went for that one really. I did apply to a few others, but they were mostly for smaller companies. So like I'm sitting on service desks and IT desks and things like that, which I kind of knew I I didn't necessarily really want to do but I kind of just applied for absolutely everything tech so yeah that's so interesting and and why was it that the apprenticeship model was going to work for you what attracted you to the degree apprenticeship rather than going for a straight degree I think that's a really good question because a lot of people do ask me that because it's it's uni versus apprenticeship most of the time I had two part-time jobs when I was doing a levels and sixth form not at the same time but I had Mm -hmm. I actually worked in a trampoline park and then I worked on the weekends at WH Smiths so I feel like from I'd say I probably worked across the two for about 18 months and I just loved picking up all of these skills I love speaking to customers I had to do safety briefings in the trampoline park so I had to present 
to like 100 people five times a day. So I just found that I was picking up so many skills like presenting, customer service, um, following procedures, things like that, making processes, process improvement. And I really enjoyed that alongside my studies. And sometimes mm. I would enjoy that a bit a bit more than my studies, but I knew that I still needed to study and a degree would, would get me far. So yeah, combining the both. I just thought was absolutely perfect uh, for me personally yeah where you're getting paid to work and to study and combining all of those elements that's really interesting that you're talking about having two jobs as well Holly that kind of balancing Mm. out studying and and as you say building up all of those skills I think we forget the importance of what those supplementary jobs can do in terms of your skill sets yeah. and your experience and your knowledge and and it, and as you say interacting with humans presenting to them just all mm. of those skills that are, are subliminal probably you're just thinking about I'm earning some money on a Saturday job but actually yeah. it's yeah. preparing you for the world of work and the world of study and moving on in in your life without you even realizing and I think sometimes yeah. we forget the importance of those and what they can do for you so that's that's yeah, yeah super interesting and so tell us about the BT apprenticeship. It's it was a four year course, right? Yeah. And yeah. and how did it structure itself on a weekly basis? What did that look like? Were you studying one day a week, or did you then, or was it blocks of time? What? How did that actual structure work for you? Yeah. So I, it varies, like um, through different apprenticeships and different apprenticeship schemes in BT. But the way mine was set up, so I'd work a nine to five, Monday to Friday. Um, they would give me Friday off to study for all of my um, degree and things like that. And then I would get block released to actually go to uni. So I still experienced it, still went to, I went to Ravensbourne, still mm-hmm. travelled all the way over to the O2 um, and sat in lectures. But we would do lectures kind of, block release would be, it would be different depending on across the years. At first it was like a week, then it shortened as kind of you got more mature in your role, they would only let you kind of take like three days out which would be a lot better because you could still manage your work so yeah kind of a block release of a week or three days we'd go there do lectures from about 10 to 4 and we would do a lot of content I mean in a week we would nearly cover almost a whole topic of what someone would do at uni so yeah really quick paced and yeah that's kind of how it worked and then I would work in a team in the week um, and I'd rotate every six months around specifically BT Media and Broadcast. So in my whole four years, I managed to cover every team in the department. So that was futures, technical consultancy, marketing. And then I'd done program management office, uh, sales as well. I think I said marketing. And then my last one was product, which I ended up rolling off into. So, yeah, yeah uh, incredible. And what an opportunity. I think it's quite rare to have that experience where you go, where you do have rotations like that, where you can actually mm. try and test and go, oh, actually, this kind of works, this doesn't work for me. Yeah, I think that's quite a unique opportunity to for people to experience kind of different job roles and different departments. Yeah. And um, as you were starting your apprenticeship, was media starting? It would obviously started to filter on your radar because you were mm. you were in the broadcast and media department. But were you thinking that this was where your career was going to land? Did it start to make sense for you from that perspective? Yeah, I think media to me, 
it really showed up on my radar when I done the futures role. So I got a project introduced to me to work on the 5G Saracens project um, that BT Media and Broadcast worked on, loads of other collaborators in the industry. And that was the first time I actually met people outside of BT as well. And it was it was so nice. I remember thinking everyone is so knowledgeable, they're absolutely experts, they're so techy and they're so friendly and lovely as well. Um, and yeah, that was kind of, I was playing this kind of project lead role whilst being coached by my manager, um, who was brilliant. And yeah, media really came into my radar then. And obviously I went to the event on the day. Um, so what was the event, Holly? Tell us about, tell us about uh, the yeah. event briefly. Yeah, so it was basically a UK first uh, 5G trial. And yeah, we'd done loads of cool things. We'd done 5G over cloud. And we managed to do some broadcasting with 5G. It was really good. And yeah, we just kind of spent the whole day there on Saturday and it was live. We actually done it on a, I think it was a Northampton Saints versus Saracens rugby match. Um, so yeah, I kind of played that role of getting everyone together, uh, creating all the diagrams, uh, yeah, bringing all the cool technology together. And then I... I kept the project for so long that I actually actually covered two rotations. So it was futures oh, did it? and then marketing. <laughs> so I'd done all the planning for the futures and then I actually done some of the marketing as well. Uh, did you? Well, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. actually quite nice to then see how it then translates and how it gets yeah. promoted. So actually that probably worked out for the best in that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a great benefit of it. So, um, yeah, I managed to go on the day and it was funny because I was acting as kind of like a, the marketing person on the day but also I'd been in the future so it was like <laughs> it was going <laughs> back and forth the two. yeah yeah but um yeah I'd say that was when I got introduced to the the industry and yeah and, and I imagine the future section was ticking some of your kind of techie interest yeah. as well because because the future sex the futures department is all around future technology right and kind of innovation yeah. and driving how things can change that must have kind of been quite a great moment for you to be able to work on something that was so innovative at the time yeah it was great i mean it was it was media broad medium broadcast BTEE, applied research 5g and cloud uk first and then we used mmbs at the time new vena network and kind of demonstrated how the 5g can deliver key match day camera connectivity wirelessly in broadcast grade so yeah it was it was a the first opportunity as well i was looking at 5g and i really enjoyed learning about 5g as well it wasn't something i learned on my course because my course was much more network engineering but i could use my course skills that i'd learned in pure kind of basic networking to then pull that and try and learn more about 5g get some research about it so yeah yeah, yeah incredible so when you were doing your rotations had you were you starting to think about where you might land when did you start to yeah really kind of solidify okay this is the department i want to eventually land um. in it was always difficult because I remember everyone would always ask me, you've, you've done all of the teams, which one? And I just, I couldn't pick. No, <laughs> I imagine I that, yeah, it must be so hard. Yeah, I'd, I'd enjoyed different aspects of every role that I'd done. But I think from the future stuff where I, that was my main project that I worked on, I worked on kind of loads of different bits and bobs as well, like some sustainability and then worked on um, kind of it was like a futures group, getting everyone together and talking about new tech. That kind of was was a big thing for me. And then it made sense to kind of 
go into a kind of more of a product role where you're working day to day on the, the strategic alignment, the planning, the budgeting, the the product, but then you're also working a little bit on the product development and the direction, the roadmap. So yeah, I kind of think I decided it was mainly towards the end. The product wanted... was your last rotation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Mm. So before that, I'd done marketing, absolutely love marketing, but I do really enjoy the technical aspect as well. So mm. yeah, this role is, is perfect. It's, it's mm. a bit of everything blended together. Yeah, I can't imagine you having got this far within not carrying on some technical element you've kind of had it all all through yeah. your education and it would seem, yeah. seem kind of weird that you didn't have that within any job yeah. that you then were to go on to it might feel yeah I, I definitely thought the same yeah 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 and did an apprenticeship have any challenges for you in any way kind of balancing work and education yeah I think the balance is a big thing like you you have to make sure you prioritize and you get it right like you want to mature in your role but I remember um, lots of my mentors and coaches saying to me your studies do come first like you're going to have this grade for the rest of your life so try and put that first when you can I'd say the first two years perfect like the, the Friday balance was great um, mm-hmm. but towards the end you kind of you, the university work ramped up a lot um, and you still have to do a dissertation and a final major project and trying to do a dissertation whilst working is is super yeah. hard work yeah um, that's hardcore Holly yeah, yeah. Hardcore. yeah so and I actually chose to do it on something completely different I'd done it on 5g healthcare obviously came from my kind of learnings from the 5g media um but yeah I decided to do it on something different so yeah it was it was a lot at once but I think it was great being in BC Media and Broadcast all of the manager managers and mentors I had recognized that I wanted really wanted to put in the work for my uni degree and I I wanted that first from day dot um so you so... got the first yeah I got the first <laughs> congratulations that's oh, amazing yeah so um yeah I kind of I was able to get some extra time on Thursday afternoons for the dissertation. Okay. I would, I was still happy to work like maybe on Sunday for a few hours because I know normal kind of uni, uni students would have to do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it was only short term. Like yeah. as soon as you hand that in, all of that uni work is gone. So yeah, you have yeah, to kind it's... of make sure you put the time in. Yeah, it's a moment in time, isn't it? As you say, that you just need to get your head down and crack on and then... As yeah, you say, you come out the other side and then hopefully, well, and as you did, amazingly, got a first, which is, is incredible. Oh, I you. think that, it is incredible. And I think that does take a lot of dedication, Holly. There aren't many people that I think that could balance out things so well. I think the desire to then all of a sudden go, I'm in a job and I'm loving this job and I'm going to run with it and I'm going to forget about my uni work and the actual degree mm. bit. I think is is probably very easy to do because all of yep. a sudden you're on a you're in a you're in a company and you're loving what you're doing. I think yeah to pull that back continuously and remain that focus is extraordinary. I think that takes a lot of willpower and as you say a lot of support internally from your mentors and coaches yep. and colleagues that were then pushing you back going actually no Holly come on make sure you yeah. get that. But incredible to be able to do that and to it sounds as though your experience of juggling at A level and balancing jobs and might have helped mm. with that as well you've already kind of had so. that juggle before so perhaps maybe that helps you achieve yeah. it this time too yeah to be really open as well it is difficult like there was times where I was 
staring at my dissertation I was like I, I can't I can't do it like I, I generally can't do it and mm. I would I remember one day I was sat and I just thought I don't even know what to write I don't know where to start I've never wrote a dissertation before it's not something I have to do day to day I'm barely kind of at, at uni with the block release so it might have been maybe like a month ago I'd had a lecture on on a dissertation and I'd mm. been sat it one Friday and I was like panicking so I remember just messaging my uni lecture and going down straight away um sitting with him and just pulling some notes together and I remember my manager being like go I'm, I'm so happy for you to do that go and do it um and yeah I think I just kind of had to get past that bit but yeah it is it is really difficult um mm. but you just need to remember you'll come out the other side and be so pleased that you yeah. put in that extra work well and also it sounds like your manager was really super supportive and yeah. also that Ravensbourne the lecturer there was able to kind of help you get through that blockage as well so having those people around you is critical isn't it so yeah they um, managed to sort out an extension for me as well which was great and I don't think if it wasn't for that I wouldn't have managed to get the grade that I really wanted so yeah it was good yeah amazing so then you stay with BT and you yep. stay in the product department how does that process work once you finish your apprenticeship? Do they offer you a job? Do you get to decide which department you go to? Well, how does that how does that mm. that bit work? Yeah, so I think it depends on the apprenticeship as well. But but my one, when you sign up to the apprenticeship, if you pass your um, all of your grades you need, and if you perform well, then you, you will get offered a job at the end. Um, that job isn't like a specific job; it's dependent on, luckily, kind of what you enjoy. And how and, amazing! I know it's great. <laughs> it's like I enjoy this, and now I have a job in it. Yeah, <laughs> um, incredible. Yeah, so I kind of identified that it was product I wanted to roll into, and yeah, it's kind of, um, yeah, it's just then it's kind of everyone making the plans for you and it's great one day you log on to teams and your title's changed so <laughs> I love that. yeah it's, it's really it's really random and then you change yeah. your signature and everything like that and then you yeah, yeah one day you're an apprentice so one day you're not um, yeah and... what a brilliant day I love that I and Holly what do, what does your job actually involve now tell us what does what does it mean for you on a day-to-day -day basis so I am a uh, product kind of professional manager in TVOB and occasional use. So day to day, I support product development processes, develop and manage the product, and also kind of optimize the long run contribution over like the product life cycle, develop relationships with the industry. Like I said before, lots of strategic alignment, planning, budgeting, investment control in the product, um, and kind of set the direction for the product as well. That's where a lot of that product development piece comes in as well. Um, so yeah, day to day, kind of lots of lots of different things day to day, which is great, which is what I really love, mm. and I thrive. That's that's how I work. Um, yeah. Busy doing lots of different things. Um, but yeah, I thought I'd touch a bit on what TV Outside Broadcast is in case yes, maybe people people aren't too sure. But yeah, kind yeah. of exactly what it says on the tin: the creation of quality broadcast content outside of your traditional studio environment mm -hmm. um so yeah if our customers have rights to broadcast high profile events on tv then we help them with the connectivity and how to do that um, we can do that via fiber microwave satellite and then uh, in the product development world some of the things we've come out with as well is low earth orbit satellites and obviously the 5g um and yeah i have recently i've been working on kind of 
at putting in some new capabilities as well into our trucks. Um, so yeah, it's great. great that must be quite an exciting role to be in, Holly, because you're working with lots of different clients, lots of different mm. events and finding solutions. I, I imagine people are coming to you going, oh, we've got this challenge. And actually that's what you're there to do is to solve some of those, yeah. solve some of those issues. Totally. A lot of decision making day to day and problem solving, um, yeah. which is always fun. So, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And Holly, what do you think the next steps in your career might look like? Have you thought that far ahead? I did until I rolled off into my full time role. Now I feel like I need to look <laughs> even further ahead. <laughs> and I'm only 22. So I'm like, how far do I go? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I definitely think if you kind of would have asked me, maybe a year ago, I would have said, I want a first, I want a full-time role in a role that I love. Um, and I I want to kind of continue learning about the industry as well. And I think now it would be to mature in my role, definitely, mm-hmm. and take on more responsibilities there. Um, and yeah, continue working with the industry because it, it is a fab industry. So continue mm. working on those relationships um, and yeah. Yeah, sounds good. And what makes it so special for you, the industry, Holly? Why is it tick the boxes for you in terms of a career and you haven't gone down a more traditional IT kind of path? Yeah. What, what, what is it about the media industry that excites you? Yeah, I'd say it's fun, the people as well. Um, there's lots mm. of expertise, but I do really love the change and the innovation within it. Um, so there's a lot kind of of different things coming about like I said working on the 5G and the Leo things it's kind of looking at what's next in the industry as well and trying Mm -hmm. to bring that back down to earth and kind of implement that into the products and things so I do love the change of the industry as well and I love looking at TV and thinking oh I work in this industry yeah (laughs) yeah yeah great it's super unique super creative and I think the fact that you're quite technical this pathway has been perfect for you because you did have yeah. that inquisitivity when you were a young person just right from that google mail moment of creating websites yeah. through to now and working on all of this amazing innovation and technology that's going to drive forwards the industry and shape mm. how we receive content is it, yeah it's an, a brilliantly exciting place to be isn't it and i think it's probably kind of fitting and ticking all of those boxes that you didn't even realize were happening when you were you were younger yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think as well, so my sister's actually studying media studies at the moment, which I think is fab, um, but they didn't offer that to me um, as a subject when I was learning. So it was mainly IT based. But yeah, I think it's great to open the doors and see what kind of you can use your IT skills for, which industries you can go into and that media is one. It's great. Mm, I think that's really important. And I think we think IT is just kind of one specific route when mm. actually... It covers all sorts of different, well, pro- probably all industries now, actually, right? It covers yeah. all sectors, but actually it's a huge part of the media industry and and definitely skill sets that we're short of and that we desperately need. So, um, yeah, you're yeah. 100% right there. Um, now, Holly, I wouldn't, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, say congratulations because you recently won the Rise Rising Star Award. So huge congratulations oh, on you. that. <laughs> Very much deserved. I was so pleased to see you receive that award. What was that night like for you? It was really lovely. It was, do you know what, I, it was really nice to be recognised. Um, my 
manager, my line manager and um, the head of core, core portfolio put me forward for it, which was even nicer as well uh, to mm. see that they've recognised kind of the work I've been doing and to win it as well is great. Like to be nominated is lovely. Um, mm. But yeah, to win it is is really nice. And it was lovely to be there on the night and have so many familiar faces that weren't just BT it was in the industry as well and to share that moment with them because a lot of people in the industry have have helped me a lot so it was really nice to share that moment with with all the other people in the room yeah yeah well congratulations it's very much deserved and actually I think you touched on something there around the other people that have helped you as well and I think for anyone that's listening that's thinking about a role or a job in the industry that actually understanding that there are so many people that will help and support and guide you and actually it's yeah. a very welcoming industry in that way and obviously have has shaped they've sh- helped shape your career to date right they've kind of totally. supported you and encouraged you and yeah amazing amazing to yeah. see uh so holly we're, we're coming to the end of the podcast but i've got a couple couple more questions before we wrap up yeah. what advice would you give to someone who might be interested in IT or has got kind of a tech interest what you know if they're 16 to 18 thinking about pathways and they're kind of interested in the media industry what what advice would you give to them oh I would say get to know the industry so kind of review the different companies within the industry the different roles as well um speak to people in the industry use linkedin there's so many industry events you've got simpty you've got rise you've got i don't want to miss any off yeah, <laughs> i know you've been so there for a long time <laughs> yeah. yeah you've got so many opportunities actually now you can go in person that was a, a big thing as well like i done half of or kind of less than half of my apprenticeship online so you can go to these places speak to these, these people um, which is lovely always and then try and shadow as well like any opportunity you can if you can go and help somewhere if it's on an OB if it's an event things like that if you can shadow and the opportunities there you're able to then um, take that with with open arms and yeah just just go to every event Um, I think that is so important you'll meet someone at that event um, that will open a door for you or something will come of that event that will open a door for yourself kind of so yeah you'll always take something from these events, which is great. Mm. I think that I think that's right. I think doors open through having conversations and sometimes yeah. you think you're going to start an event and have one conversation. Actually, you have 10 others that actually lead to completely different projects and co- ideas and collaborations exactly. and partners and all of that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, perfect. Thank you for that. And my final question to you is what's exciting you about the industry in terms of technology going forwards? Where, where do you think we're going to end up? There's a lot of talk about AI at the moment, obviously, but mm. what are your thoughts generally in terms of where we might head? I think it is so interesting because there's a lot of kind of buzzwords and keywords that come out of a lot of events or, or things that people say, like you say, AI, AR, um, loads of different things. But it's kind of, it's the graph as well, where you kind of, the technology it opens it's exciting everyone hears about it but then when you start to implement it sometimes there's some challenges and sometimes the popularity can drop so I think the main thing at the moment 
that we're running with is the low Earth orbit satellites. It's really exciting. Um, it can allow low latency. They're they're super small. They can fit on kind of small cars, be it 500s. Um, so yeah, <laughs> really exciting um, compared to geostationary as well. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of looking at the Leo one a lot at the moment. Um, but I think mm -hmm. the other ones are really exciting. Obviously, five G is really exciting, like you say, uh, AI. So yeah, I think that's the main one for me. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Well, good luck with all of your next adventures and playing with all of that exciting technology and seeing where it goes. I I'm excited for you and your career and where it might head. You've had an amazing journey so far and. I know you're going to go on to do so many other amazing things. So, and thank you so much for joining us today, Holly. It's been wonderful hearing you. Well, your thanks story. for having me, Carrie. <laughs> I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Holly. Thank you.